0: Boys and girls to another episode of K Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know It All Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the rest of the K Fabe crew. Hey. Introducing first, he is the king of the K Fabe Kickflip, Mr. Wex
1: breaking uh, Lawson. Wex, how are we living today, bud? Living great, dude. You know, work sucked, but today is the first Titans preseason game, and we're gonna talk some wrestling, so you know. Feeling pretty good post-work today. Good. Ready for it,
0: dude. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the NFL. We're gonna talk a, a lot about that this uh this last season of K paper comparisons and on into the future. Um, but also back in the fold, missing only one week to you know make that money to chase that paper. The patron saint of the rock block, Mr. Jesse Baker. Jesse, how you living today, bud?
2: Man, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be back. I really fucking hated missing the last episode. I wanted to contribute. I wanted to be around. I did have to fucking start a brand new job, but still, patron saint is a rock block,
0: absolute it's baby, still on absolute. Forward gotta keep it going though. Bro. Hey, you know what? You got you got you got to feed you got to feed yourself, man. You gotta, you gotta pay those bills. That's I gotta feed two thing. dogs and a lady too. So hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. You gotta take care of that fizz family, right? All right. So you know what? I am super hype about today, though. Today, um, you know, we're covering the news and notes. I'm, I've, I've gotten a lot of awesome feedback about season five thus far. Um, I am working now at Innovative Percussion, making drumsticks and mallets, and I'm having a great time with it. And I got a couple of uh, couple of Smarks back there with me, hanging out, couple of friends, and uh, they're really into the podcast. And they they all were like, "Dude, really like the format. Sounds awesome. Really into it." Um, you know, the news and notes is obviously the, the key thing. The Who Am I was a hit for sure, especially on the TikTok. Um, and then the lists are always good. You know, anytime you can, you can give a, a top five for anything to, to make people want to debate. Cause I instantly got, uh, got, s- got some kickback on, 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 on title belts, um, and, and, and a couple other things, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the season five format. I'm super stoked to, to kind of keep it going. Uh, Lex, you getting
1: any good feedback? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my brother listened to the newest episode this week. He liked it. He liked the way that the direction it was going. A buddy Jay, also part of, you know, my brother and Jay, also in the fantasy football league that Daniel was a part of. You know, they they both both really dig in the direction that it's going.
0: Yep. Yeah, I uh, yeah, soon to be champion of that league. I,
1: that I'm way. I'm the current reigning champion, as you know. So if you can take that title belt off me,
0: well, that I mean, that's why I came in. When I figured when I saw the competition and you were the champ, I was like, well, I mean, this uh, uh, okay, be, okay, we'll This see. is gonna be a, we'll a Toys R Us league here, but uh. Ah. <laughs> I love it, Jesse. Did you get any good feedback? Even though you missed a week, um, did you get any feedback at all on the season five debut? I did
2: actually. I like as I started a new job, and I was telling people of that podcast. I was like, "Hey, I'm not on this week." However, still listen, still go. And uh, a couple of my friends, my friends Katie and Sherry, both listen to it. They don't know jack shit about wrestling. However, they enjoy the candor. They enjoy the discourse. Good stuff.
0: I'm hype, man. I'm hype. I'm excited about it, man. I feel like wrestling is getting better in general. Like, there's a lot of excitement with what's going on. We've been doing this podcast for a very long time, and I feel like we're also, like, it's weird because I almost feel like we were flag bearers during a not as exciting time in wrestling. (laughs) Like, granted, we got AEW, and we got the birth of that, and that's great, but AEW's kind of had their own, um, you know, kind of struggles to deal with over the past, uh, you know, few years. So... I don't know it, it's it's cool to um it's cool to be on this uh transitional period and i'm excited about the direction of the podcast but you know that's gonna lead us into right about what's going on right now like what what is actually happening in the wrestling world uh yeah. wex is kind of our our anchorman here so uh mr mr anchorman wex please take it away
1: i mean i know the big thing that we all want to talk about not i mean probably not the biggest thing because of what happened last night but uh all, up to about 19.6. Just run, Go ahead and round it up to $20 million in hush money for old Vinnie Mack. Even though he's out of the picture, the shitstorm keeps coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's all uh, the stuff that we said wasn't going to happen. We
2: said he was never going to leave. He was never going to retire. He's done both of those things at this <laughs> point in time. Yeah. And now WWE is going back and reconfiguring their fiscal quarters from 2019 until now in order to appropriate funds that were as a benefit of WWE, not they were personal funds, which we talked about, but they were at the
0: benefit of the company, which means. So then you have to take into account profit margins during that year and what would have been. a Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, it's like, dude, that's just like, that's some so deep calculating. Like I do genuinely think that like, I don't I don't think he's going to ha- face any like violations or as far as like uh, any legal I think, shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's gonna. I think I don't think there's going to be any criminal charges as far as like him, you know, defrauding the company or anything like that. But I do think it's going to be I think he will owe more money and we'll just pay it back. There I think,
2: may I think be, once that once, one
0: what would you say there may be one there may do you think there might be one?
2: I think there may be one. I think in the in the initial case that came out, I think there may be one,
0: only because
2: the Rays stuff—that's
1: one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rays. I forgot but, about that. Sure. With the rest of it, that's you know, crazy. Like, we forgot about the fucking Rays because of so much crazy shit's been fucking happening with this dude.
2: I mean, it's wild. With the rest of it, man. Like him, he's gone. They fucking released Lord Nytus. They uh, like, they're it's basically claiming culpability, but also like silently, sort of not. And yeah,
3: try.
1: and honestly, it's it's for the good because as we saw last week on SmackDown, Triple H brought carrying and Cross back, and Raw this week, even though it's still three hours, still fucking unbearably long, it was pretty good. <laughs> there was a few decent segments, some yeah. nice like different storytelling. I don't know, did you guys good, catch Raw? I'll
0: say there were some good segments.
1: I want to say ca- like, did y'all catch I it?
0: Wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say yeah. I, w- I watched it, and I wouldn't even say de- like. I mean, I w- so I'm you know I just have a different job now i do other things now too so like i have a lot of time where i'm just kind of standing there doing manufacturing and like working on you know like mallets and drumsticks and stuff like that so like i just have the time and so it's like you know there's only so many podcasts i have in my listen now i gotta have something going on and so it started where i would just have like you know hulu pulled up and i don't ever watch it like live because again three hours is too long but the hulu 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 raw is better it's a
1: condensed version It's way
0: better like honestly if that show was on tv I'd watch Raw. I would be – and it, honestly, there, there, there's a, it's, there's an exciting element to it because, like, I'm I'm watching it Tuesday morning. I haven't looked at Twitter. I don't really know what happened. You know what I mean? Like, I went to sleep. I was watching Disney+. Plus. You know, like, I wasn't paying attention to the news. I wasn't paying attention to the tweets. I wasn't on social media. I purposely don't look at it. And then I watched the Hulu version, and I'm like, yo, Raw was – Raw slapped this week. You know what I mean? Like, it was a good show. Like, I thought it was a really good show. I think, and I think that, like, dude, it's been, what, two weeks now that Triple H has been in charge? He's already, already planting like, the seeds, dude. He's it's slowly. undeniable that he moved quickly, though. It's undeniable that he said, okay, if I'm here, I'm making a statement right now. Yeah. And that's incredible. Like, So I'm excited. I'm excited for this new area of WWE for sure. Jesse, what do you feel about it?
2: I mean, it seems to me as though Triple H definitely had a plan coming back in. He had a plan before he left, and obviously everybody kind of went against that plan. A lot of people that got released, clearly bringing a lot of people back. I think his vision for it is going to wind up being, I mean, I think that it's going to be tantamount to what we watched in
3: 1997.
2: Yeah. i, I Ultimately, you know that you have to push. And you know when your ratings are suffering, you have to appeal to a different demographic, you have to appeal to a different level of advertiser. You don't
0: need Snickers. So yeah. much,
3: if
2: you yeah, have,
0: yeah. you know, I don't know, right. gold bonds. I mean, the, adi- the attitude era itself is kind of like a proof in the pudding of that. You know what I mean? It's like it's not. It's not like they were getting, you know, uh, you know, like Fox would have never touched them in 1998. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like, but that, I, I agree. I see. I agree with the, everything you're saying.
1: I mean, I thought Raw this week, like there was a, de- you could definitely just tell. It felt different. Like I love how Kevin Owens came out and just basically became the old Kevin Owens. Yeah, savage. They just, re, they just basically reset him and was like, all right, you're going to be Kevin Owens again. I love that fucking crazy subtle storytelling of Dexter Loomis coming back and getting arrested because like they slowly planted the siege throughout the night, like little things in the background that if you didn't really pay attention to it, you really didn't know what was going on. And I was just like, ah oh, shit. Like yeah, I didn't, they didn't like, call continue.
0: attention to it, which I also thought was genius. Like Yeah, it was I feel great. like in Vince's WWE, they're like, oh what's that? What what what's that? What what's that going on back there? What 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 is that?
1: You know it's like it's like Exactly. Like, it was a little bit more organic. They let yes. it build. Yes, I, I thought I, that yeah, was cool. And like, I love how they were presenting the U.S. title. Like those packages that just kind of like remind you of what it is. Like, yeah. because before they just did not give a fuck about it. And like talking yeah. about Harley Race and like yeah. that. That package like really made me like, oh okay, yeah. I want to. You know, I want to see this match. And uh, of course, Champa lost, but it, it would have been cool. I feel like they're gonna bring Johnny Gargano back. That's that. That's the seeds they're planting there. And I hope so. I yeah. hope so. I mean, wrestling just was fantastic this week on both sides. Dynamite last night,
0: great. Oh yeah, fucking Dynamite great
1: show. Was great. What? Quake by the lake. Um, yeah, Quake by the lake, which is a random name, I guess they're by what are they? Like, they're Lake Minnetonka. Like, okay, uh, can we just uh, listen? <laughs> <laughs>
0: also, like, I just don't understand, like, why are, why are there real fanboys, man? Like, why, how can, how can you possibly just be like, oh, you know what? WWE is just, meh, meh, meh. I can only watch eight. Like, dude, like if you remove your, okay, I don't care who you are. There's other things you like. We like football. We like music. We like, it's not only wrestling, right? But it's, it's weird. It's like you get in your wrestling brain and then it's like you have this caveman instinct where it's like, oh, AEW only like it's like what what is why or or like or or the other other way where it's like oh WWE only like uh, why what what is it? I don't I've never understood why people are that way
1: like the way these people people act online about that shit is just outrageous like people will just say the dumbest like just outrageous straight up dumb straight up lies that you're just like no that's that's not even true okay whatever say what you want to say but getting back on track Lake Minnetonka I guess is the lake that they're quaking by but goddamn last night was a good show
0: Yeah it was a great show it was dude, a great show man
1: The, the tag match the uh, the Lucha Bros and uh, Los Ingobernales, like
0: yeah That oh, dude
1: that was so good like it had yeah. no reason being that good for a dynamite match and it was just fucking killer That was dude, my main favorite event Yeah What? Insane like That good.
0: was
2: my favorite match on the show hands down yeah.
1: It was good and the main event like Lionheart dude I don't know how he pulled it off, but it was just – he was Lionheart again. I mean he wasn't. No, he was not. I mean he wasn't. But it's the vibe. I mean he clearly yeah. did not wrestle as good, but like yeah. the vibe, the music, the look – I mean the look was on point. Yeah. yeah. And the, the match was the, fantastic the, 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 even though I, I, I don't I, I like, like Mox.
0: Yeah. I mean Chris Jericho is arguably one of the greatest char- – I mean he I'd say he probably is the greatest character wrestler of all time, of all time, above Ric Flair. Above Shawn Michaels, I think that he's the best character wrestler of all time because he's he's never like from the the best thing about him is like, oh, he's the king of reinvention. He is, but it's not like I never, ever felt like Lionheart Chris Jericho is not even the same person as the Painmaker. It's almost like Triple H where it's like he never really changed. He just evolved. I mean, I think I think Jericho did that. Like he changed a lot of his aesthetic, like his look. Or the sound or, like, the or whatever. But, like, the way he gave promo – I mean, it was just – the way he promoted, literally from, like, the 90s until today, it's all the same. It's just evolved.
2: Okay. Like, I got, I have to disagree with that one thing because when he was making the Lion Maker – or the Lion Tamer promo or whatever. Lionheart, yeah. Lionheart promo. He definitely cut a shit in there. And you're like, I'm sorry, but Lionheart would have Captain Babyface, you're supposed to be have
0: like never.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, doesn't make sense at this point. I love, obviously, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler ever. We've established that, but when you, I'll say he's the first person to recognize how many identities he's had publicly. Yeah, as far as a wrestler goes, I don't think Sean has, I don't think Hunter has, I don't think anybody else has. The thing is, there's therein lies the genius. If you were to go back to like – i I'll take it back. The first one, Mick Foley.
0: Of course. Yeah. But, but I, I, I literally was thinking the same thing, but athletically, not the same. I mean I think no, Mick is like all. the same thing. I'm, and listen. And promo-wise too. Like, like Foley's not a promo. In a, a completely promo, different dude. way. In a completely different way though. In a completely Mick, different wait. Way.
2: Sorry, Wex. Did you say Mick Foley is not a promo dude? because i have he's to a, fucking vehemently disagree with that
1: not a live promo dude he's had some good backstage interview promos but no i, I
0: don't think that's i wrong. think he's one of the best i honestly think he's probably one of the, he's probably top 5 most underrated promos of all time
1: I not memorable to me good. so i guess he, he never did anything memorable promo wise that really stuck out with me i think Besides that's an, his, I, like I, I, stuff okay, with I the rock think, and his like segments but not like him cutting a promo on another re- i don't know i think I that wish that,
2: i had a boo button
1: well, no, maybe no. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's. I think that's a, just a maybe before my game. time. Really but like WWF Mick Foley, not so much. But I've known. I'm like I've. He's had some shit back in the day. I don't know. I just don't remember. No, that makes sense.
0: That makes. I mean, honestly, that does make sense. Like, if you if you go from like '99 Foley to yeah. like '04 Foley.
1: Yeah, that's the main. That's the main Foley I remember because I know like his. Yeah, like I, feel I said, like it's
0: like if all, if all I remember was '04 till now Foley, I'd be like, oh yeah, cheese, just cheese. Like You're his interview, cheese, interview
1: segments as mankind and all that shit, like that was cool. Like I thought that was good, but I just don't remember him as the guy like in the ring, like, you know.
2: There was a certain man
1: when that dude love uh, I mean, music I mean, I hit disagree, when he was trying to be Stone
2: understand. Cold when he was trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin's partner in that dude love music hit and like his whole fucking shtick. On camera in front of a live audience, initially hit, had the chicks out there and stuff. I don't think you could have argued with the fact that he was a completely different guy, and he lived it up to be that guy. And then the next thing you know, comes back out as Cactus, completely and totally different guy. I, I honest to God, I think that I think he's a great promo.
1: Oh yeah, well, he's a good character hundred percent but what else you know, who else is also a good character and a great promo who's too fucking old and that's Ric flair who we're gonna talk about because this motherfucker we already knew about the puerto rico thing we talked about it you said we pretty much knew that this was going to be an ongoing thing we discussed yeah. this weeks ago yeah but you know he had his little thing in puerto rico had a brawl with like carlos Colon. but he had an interview a couple days ago and he said he wishes nashville wasn't his last match and then right after that, he proceeded to say that he passed out twice during the match due to dehydration. Tell this man to sit down.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's his. That's his podcast. I listened to it. Um, it wasn't as. I it is. I I will say that like the the headlines that I've read are definitely very spinning of it and making it sound like like I mean when he said it in the podcast he was like being very tongue in cheek about it. He was talking about when he went to Puerto Rico, so like it wasn't the way it was being quoted. Um, But he still needs to sit down, though. Oh, but that's the thing is that I don't think he stepped up. Like, I think he was very much. I I don't think he said anything like, I mean, he was just like, yeah, it was so great. Thank you so much. Never doing it again. That was that. I went to Puerto Rico, but I told him I wasn't going to get in the ring. They had like one thing outside the ring with him and Carlos Colon. That was it. And it's like, that's not really a match. So he got bloody, though. Yeah, but that's player. I mean, that's yeah. what he does. <laughs> he's like, hey, give me a couple grand, a couple and in, I'll and put a grace blade in my forehead. That's what, that's what it is. That's what his thing is. That's his thing now.
2: Corner guys get color. It happens. Managers get color. Sometimes commentary gets color. And in Puerto Rico, I'm sorry, but, like, everybody is subject to getting color. It doesn't mean that he's having another match. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't, and if he does, I hope it's not for another couple of years at least
0: he's 73 yes. now i hope he ne- please god never wrestle again i i really don't think conrad will let him do it i don't think Man, Conrad. hopefully
1: will... him charlotte somebody will say it. listen here rick that was it
0: you had it's your fucking you over your, dude that was it you had your run you did your match you're done i'm
1: gonna that, go- uh main yeah. event dynamite had a lot of color too because i think chris jericho might have got busted open hard way on the turnbuckle because oh, you see that cut rough, he was it was it's so it weird. was flirting out it was pretty he had like
0: a it was like a split did you, did you see the the yeah. photo he posted yeah, yeah he, he had. He's gonna post have post
1: match. Fish. He like grabbed something and put it on his head because it was just coming out so much. It was so a flap much. of skin. It was a flap yeah, of skin. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. gnarly, and I, I mean, I respect him for that. And dude, fucking, did you guys expect CM Punk to come back at all? I, it, I had no fucking clue. I thought it was just gonna be like a, they were gonna brawl to end the show. It Definitely. seems early.
2: We already talked about the fact that I thought, look, if it's a minor foot injury, he's gonna come back. We talked about what he was gonna probably do it all out, all that fun shit, and then. Everybody else is like, nah, it's gotta be nine months. And like, man, I like nobody knows. Like, yes, I expected it.
1: And he nine. was hopping around on that foot, like, guess, to show that he wasn't injured. Because honestly, I kind of agree with you, Jesse. I think it was just like a, like a minor setback foot injury, and they just played it up to be like real serious, just because why not? And all the interviews he cut over like the past week at like the Comic Cons and shit that he was at, like he was in a boot talking about how much it fucking hurt and how uncomfortable he was, and then he just strolls on out there god damn it he's a worker you know yep yeah i mean maybe we'll see and, and maybe
3: this
0: is just an angle he's gonna run with and if that's the case then good for him
1: and the possible possible well, maybe it's the omega time. return next week for the trios tournament versus uh
2: like he's in that but i don't it's i don't think it's gonna be omega i think well, they're who's it? that I,
1: don't, I like who, I who do you even. think it's gonna be though because it's not hangman adam page and if it's not Omega, who's gonna be their partner? It's not gonna be Brandon Cutler.
2: Here's and the it's deal: it's not if Adam Cole. Omega, if Omega comes back and it's on a Dynamite, that's a bad fucking plan. Like, yeah,
0: that's that's a that's a pot, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't think they do enough pay per views to have to save. It. Like, I, I honestly think that like if, if they were on a monthly pay per view model, I think you're correct. You, there's that's a that's a waste. Don't do that. But they're not on a monthly pay-per-view race. So I don't know if that's his return. Like, his return, my, I I do I would agree, like, don't book Kenny Omega and the Dynamite, his first match back. Like, that should be a pay-per-view. But as far as return, I think Dynamite's the best call. I think yeah, Dynamite's for the best him
2: call. To, for him to appear, sure. And also, like, as a closeout show, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, this, who, this if, it, but show, if it's not and, Kenny, who do you think it could possibly be, though? That's a good question. that's I really can't think of anybody.
2: I feel like it might be Cutler.
1: Nah, they they've already told him no, no. on on Dynamite.
2: Yeah, but I think that's why it that might be
3: Cutler. <laughs> like,
2: oh, that'd be yeah, so I
1: mean, lame. Why would we want to see the Bucks and Cutler versus and Bernales, Fat Lafaction, whatever the fuck they're called, because they're not New Japan. But you know, <sighs> dude, it's gonna be good. It's gonna it be good be. matches. And why would we not want to see like, dude? brandon cutler in that spot they're gonna put someone like athletic good like it's not omega like it's not gonna be cutler
0: well, who's a, somebody that's new that's but like, you know cool. what's exciting is that like the reason why i can't think of it is because like i'm like nah they're probably going back to wwe now nah, they're probably because it's like dude there's a different culture now too but it's like i can't think of anybody that's available right now that's not already at odds with them in some weird storyline that would make sense there you yeah, know
1: exactly yeah. And then Hangman even said, you got to find somebody who never turned their back on you. Yeah. Which and probably
2: Joey Ryan.
1: No, my it's not Joey Ryan. (laughs) He's uh, he got fired from Disneyland. What if it's Marty's girl? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe it is Marty, but uh, I think it might be about that time to move on out of the news into the meat and taters of the show. And that's going to be I'll go ahead and let you uh, take it over.
0: Yeah, man, we're going to uh, we're, we're, we're have a really fun time here. We're doing a top five. It's going to be awesome. The top five best finishing moves of all time. This is a very controversial one. I feel like this is going to be debated quite a bit uh, on the social medias. Um, so I'm excited to get into it, though. And since uh, Mr. Jesse missed a week, we're going to let you kick it off here. Give me your number five greatest finishing move of all time.
2: Number five. It's going to sound like I'm calling out a sports move or something, but number 5 and I'm going a La Stan Hansen, Bradshaw, so on and so forth, the lariat.
1: The LA the lariat. Yeah. Okay.
0: But, but, but you mean like delivered a specific way. Yeah. The yeah. strong way where
2: you hit the motherfucker in the face. Yeah. Like it's it like it literally just fucking lay him out. Yeah. I to be honest, If you watch a bar fight and either one of those guys try to lay in something where they hit you with their bicep right the fuck in your face, like, that's going to be something that knocks you the fuck out. It's very believable. It's very real. There's really no way to fucking undo it. Uh, Bradshaw's for the long time clothesline from hell or whatever, but I really like that finisher. That's my number five.
0: Awesome. That's, I mean, I'm honestly, like, I'm not mad at that. That makes sense to me. It's a different approach than I'm taking. Um, Wex, what's your number five greatest finishing move of all time?
1: Coming in at number five for Wex breaking the Lawson is the Red Arrow, or A.K.A. the Black Arrow, done by Pack, which is a corkscrew shooting star press, mm-hmm. which is just it's fucking like ridiculous. Like how the fu- like, I just can't understand how someone can make their body do that so perfectly, so great. He does it so smooth and he's like one of three people who actually does that move and he executes it's the best and it's just i love jushin liger and it's just the next elevation of the shooting star press and it just looks so fucking cool i love it that's that's a good one that's a lot more so i feel like so
0: far we're going jesse's got this whole like athletic realism vibe wex has the like super impressive vibe which is which is also cool I'm going to go – which I think is to be uh, like an innovation vibe, and to me, I still think to this day one of the most unique but believable finishes and unique in the way you take the bump is the pedigree. I think that that's like – it's been around since like the 70s, and it's evolved but I think that Triple H is a, like 97 pedigree, like where he kept the the, under, the underhook the whole time. You flat face bump, you go straight on your knees. Like that's a very cool, very cool finish that you can give to anyone. Like now when you do it to the big show, you're gonna have to let go halfway through your jump and like kind of back off and just let him take a face bump. And that's fine though. It still works. It's still, the, the same idea is still delivered mechanically. And I think that like, it's a, it's a, it's a move that, even if you don't know who Triple H is, but you kind, you know what I mean. Like you're such a casual like, wrestling's part of pop culture, and so you kind of know about it. Like I feel like people know that move more than they even know Triple H, if that makes sense. And I
1: love that version where he spiked the dude on his head. Oh, that's that was fucking yeah. goddamn yeah. it! That was hilarious because he it, wasn't supposed to take it like that, and he did it up. Great, that's yeah, great. He's. A- he got fucked up. I love that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like somebody like Joey Janella could pull that off in a working manner and make it look that like that, though, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's my number five. Jesse, where's your number four?
2: Uh, I will say the pedigree was my alternate. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. Like, <laughs> so my bad. That, like, that was basically, I guess, my number six for whatever it's worth. <laughs> my number four is the Kata Hajime, a.k.a. the Taz Mission, a.k.a. the Hook Hold.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: I absolutely love it because it's practical in real life. It's believable. Taz, to the best of my recollection, was the first person to have a hold that actually made someone in professional wrestling have to tap out.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so too. The tap out thing... I put a kid in it once. It works.
2: Oh, yeah, it works. 110% works. But he... Made people have to tap out. That didn't exist before that. Before that, otherwise it was like I quit or they yelled, whatever the fuck was Was a riffle call
0: it. I feel like in the mainstream people would say it was Ken Shamrock. In like the mainstream, but I do, I I I think you're right though.
2: This before that in the mainstream, yes.
1: WWF, it was Ken
0: Shamrock. WWF, it was Ken Shamrock. There, that most dangerous man in the world. He had them there angle lock man, and they were just tapping out to it, brother. Sure, but. Where'd they get it? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I now, agree. I think you're probably got right. Got it from the Was UFC, bro. What do you mean, where did he hold? get it? Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it is what <laughs> it is. I'm just saying. Couch, my number baby. four, the Katsuhajme, it does work. I've, as a person that works at a bar, I've separated many a fight with that exact hold on my own. Therefore, that's my number four, Wexley.
1: All right, coming in at number four for me uh, is one just one of the most brutal, most devastating finishers anybody can take, and that's the specific Kenta Kobashi Burning Hammer. Only ever Ooh. used it seven times, but those seven times were just fucking brutal as hell, and it's just such a, and it's like it's like an ultimate finisher. It's and it's like. Mm-hmm. You do your regular finisher, and that's not enough. So you gotta like break the glass for emergency only. Boom, drop them on their fucking head. And honestly, you could talk about finishers from any of the four pillars because they all did some head dropping shit. But the burning hammer is my favorite out of all those, and it's just a gnarly ass finisher. Other people have done versions of it, and the F. I mean the, what's it? The F5. Yeah, that's. I mean that's, sort of a version I mean, of it in a way, yeah. but. Tyler Rex used to do it if you remember that dude who was back yeah. in WWE back in the day. Just random people have done it, but no one does it like Kabashi because you don't want to kill people,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, fun fact is when I was in my in- independent wrestling tag team, that like a double the double burning hammer that was our finish.
1: Okay. Did that y'all do? I'm sure y'all didn't do it the gnarly way. You
0: probably did the the, the, the no, we the did it the gnarly way. way. Uh, <laughs> but there's two of us, so you could really. I mean, you could make it look really gnarly and still protect. I mean, because you're all you. I mean, we're, we have arms locked, so we're like. We're keeping his head. Oh, so, you're, not, yeah, so not it's not just mat, but one it, guy, it, yeah. But his body still crumbles, so it still looks like we literally dropped him on his skull, you know? like.
2: Thanks, Daniel, yeah. for spoiling my number three finisher. Jesus.
0: Oh, my bad, man. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Well, speaking of letting you guys down, I think I'm going to go ahead and get to my number four. Um, my number four here, and this might be a fanboy thing to say, but I think it's an innovative move. I thought it was cool from the first time I saw it. And I like every and in, in like inception of it and it's the crossroads. I think it's one of the coolest finishing moves of all time. I just like I like the momentum in it to me you can again like you can kind of pull it off with anybody. Um, well, anybody athletic, at least slightly athletic. and um, yeah, I mean, I think it kind of speaks for itself. I thought it was innovative at a time when there was a lot of moves that were trying to be invented that were not cool at all um like i can think of like elix skipper and like mvps finish where they put their like head on the back of the neck like holding the arm and like do like a leg neck breaker thing and it's like that's the worst (laughs) um and you know what i mean like it's just like just stupid moves around that early 2000s era and i feel like that one was super cool it stood the test of time and it like certain people take it like crazy and i think it's an awesome move so it's my number four Jesse, number where
3: Number four. So my number three, Numero Trace, is actually the fucking figure four.
1: Oh, okay. It's so another right. submission.
3: It
2: just happens to be one of those things that's so telling. And in if you're telling a really great story, you engage yourself in a figure four leg lock, the entirety of it, yes, we know what it means. Yes, we all know how to do it. We all tried to figure that out. And that's one of the indications of a really great finisher to me. I'm pretty sure the three of us have all, at some point in time, established exactly how to establish a figure four leg lock in real life.
0: Of course. And Maron. Yeah, yeah no, of course. Like, yeah, you're absolutely correct.
2: We also know that when we roll it over, it turns out actually doesn't hurt.
1: no it reverses it dude it reverses the pressure what are you talking about yeah
2: Yeah, well i i know the name of the podcast but we don't keep kayfabe here but (laughs) it's like i the stories just the whole back and forth the discourse the entire thing like there's something about those stories and i like i look back to dusty and rick I look back to Harley and Rick. I look back on those matches and see how fucking intense when you knew that that's what was happening. You knew, not that it was done, but you knew that that was a very telling Mott point in the match. And like, I don't know. There's something about that that's very, again, I did Shakespeare as a kid. I'm a fucking theater guy. Happens that way. Love it.
0: Number
2: three, figure four.
0: That's solid. I'm not mad at that. I mean, I feel like everybody's list is good. I mean, we're, only, we're only whittling it down to five a, a piece. So, like, I feel like none of them have been bad thus far. So, I'm not mad at anybody. <laughs> Wex, where you at, man?
1: Coming in at number three is probably one of the most protected modern finishers going around in pro wrestling today. And that's the one-winged angel, Kenny Omega, that Final Fantasy VII tip. And that's just a fucking. It's a, a sick, devastating, gnarly move. Like Kota Ibushi the only person to ever kick out of it, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: And that's it. And it's just a sick move. Like, and you can, you can really do it on anybody, unless they're like probably couldn't do it on the Big Show. But most people, you can do it on as long as you can get them up. And Kenny's pretty strong with that. And I really don't know anybody. I mean, Chris Sabin kind of had a version of it, didn't he? Uh, yeah.
2: it, the, so the cradle shock was different. He he did fireman's carry into a cradle.
1: Yeah, this one and Omega goes uh, electric chair, electric chair uh, into electric cradle
2: chair into a one arm fucking scenario, but
1: yeah, it's like yeah. a cradle bomb. It's similar. It's similar. Yeah, and I even like sometimes when he sets up. He goes for the um, will he goes into the electric chair and then transfers to the German suplex, the Kreutz wrath. But the the one winged angel, that's just a fucking sick ass finisher. I've loved it for years. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys know Kenny Omega. It's it's fucking sick.
2: I don't know who that is. Wow.
1: Yeah. I've never, I've never Kenny heard that. O'Manga. That's how I picture William Regal saying his name whenever he comes back.
0: Kenny O'Manga.
1: Kenny oh O'Manga.
0: When are you Man. in to
2: Blackpool Combat Club now that disintegrated. <laughs> right?
0: So I'm I'm going with this this move here, and I feel like this is the reason why I'm at my number, my bronze, my number three position. I'm giving this move the nod the, mostly because like ever since it, I saw it, I've used it like in. Creator wrestler, like it's like that's okay. my finish, like and I love it. Um, so and only a few people actually did it this way, but so when Drew McIntyre first came in, he had the original Future D- D- Shock DDT. You remember that one? Yeah. So it's like future, a double yeah. underhook, but like you swing your leg, and sometimes it was just that was it. It was just swing leg and plant. But the best one is when he sl- swings his leg and then comes up to almost like straddling the guy, and so it looks like it's like the it's like this massive like bump and the guy bumps on his face and comes up and then lands again like it's almost like a bounce so it looks like his head just let you just drive all of your body weight into this ddt i love that move i think it's like really really good when it's done well i know why he changed because it's like not everybody can do it that way like not everybody can take the bump that way but when they do to me that's like honestly would have been number one if everybody took it the same way but i I just we could do our uh,
2: wwe 2k 22 characters all at the same time right now because to be honest that is my main finisher
1: yeah that's my main one i I sometimes go for the
0: fisherman buster the fisherman buster is solid too yeah yeah that's a good one too not on my fisherman list at all.
1: Driver. I like any variations of that fisherman suplex on the video games. It just looks cool.
0: I mean, in real life, though, the Future Shock DDT and that in that original chosen one, like when Drew McIntyre first came in, I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, this guy's going to work. Like I was like, I get it. Yeah, that this, old this theme works. song. Like, uh, that I, he was a yeah. good wrestler. And like I and that finished like in the beginning, it's almost like what the lion tamer used to be. It's like we could talk about it now. And it's like, oh, it's the Boston Crab. But it's like the Future Shock DDT became pretty much just Mick Foley's you know double arm DDT but like in the beginning it was badass and it got it watered down different. but in the beginning it was badass and like that's bronze metal love that move really cool um yeah Where we at a, we had silver here now uh, I think we are ten? I
2: think we're at silver and number I think we're two. on v. All right. I'm gonna be uh, a little bit of a dick about this one but
3: my silver is a powerbomb no problem but- with that
1: no problem. It's Any specific la, version or just all variations?
3: A la Vader.
1: Oh, okay.
3: If
2: you look at Vader's powerbomb, that motherfucker crushes every single fucking time. Like, yeah. it, it, that, that's one of those things where when I try to explain to people how wrestling isn't the F word, <laughs> and I say, look at this, they're like, Shit! They don't do that with Sid. they don't do it with Nash, they don't do that with anybody. They do it with Vader. Yeah. And they definitely don't do it with small guys. So like Yeah. Vader's power bomb was completely different. He didn't throw motherfuckers down. He put
0: motherfuckers yeah. down. he drove them down.
2: He abs- drove all completely. the way down. Yeah. You want to talk about a tough guy? I know his gear was smelly and everybody hated him for it or whatever <laughs> the fuck, but at the same time like that motherfucker was one of the toughest guys on the face of the goddamn planet and it turns out that he could literally pick them up and put them where they needed to be
1: yeah and hey, i like when he uh, choked up that reporter in kuwait that was good
2: yeah you know i mean i love how uh, and that's actually a safer power bomb champion, so.
0: like that's a safer power bomb to take yeah if he wants to take care of you, but it is actually safer to drive somebody in than it is to drop them from up high. Like that's the thing too is like people talk shit about Nash's power bomb because it was kind of ugly. But honestly, that one probably hurt the most because he is almost so, seven yeah. feet tall and he just like literally picks you up and then walks away. And then that's like it. he doesn't even – he just picks you up and just walks away and lets you fall. And that's it's like however fun. you take the bump it's how you take the bump. He, like,
2: time. he was like, I'm never going to do that again.
0: Yeah. like I'm
2: not working with that guy because I'm never going to fucking do that again. Yeah. Didn't like how he threw me. I didn't like that. So on and so forth. It is what it is. I love Kevin Nash. Also, shout Thanks. out to the Click Podcast. Yep, Like fucking rules already. But for me, the Vader powerbomb is the powerbomb. Anything else is kind of you just flip somebody upside down whatever
1: i disagree the liger bomb is pretty impactful he drives down and then there's a sit out power bomb but yeah there's I'll a little guys though
2: like <laughs> it, like you have a big guy that fucking picks you up flips you upside down and fucking throws you on your shit to the point they drive you the fuck down it's one thing
1: and it's, keith it's, lee like, does like he's a big guy does a version of the sit out where he drives you
2: he sure does he's about to not wrestle after i, I don't know what 12 months do you think you think he is you, a year
1: maybe maybe another year Keith Lee? Yeah. Is he hurt?
0: He's I just tired.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. He's... I don't know. Whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, what's your, what's your silver place here, Wex?
1: My silver. It was hard. My, my number one and my number two. I kept flipping them back and forth, and I kept going. But uh, number two is a Stone Cold Stunner, as you wow, can see number behind two. me. And, yeah. the, I mean, what more can I say? Stone Cold is the most badass motherfucker ever, and the Stunner – which is very different from the dot. Like, it's not a cutter. It's not a cutter at all because people always no. try to, oh, he's doing like It's not a fucking cutter. It's its whole fucking different move. And Stone Cold perfected it. And The Rock takes the best bump of all besides Scott Hall. Scott Hall did that one good one, but consistently The Rock, Which best good? stunner bumper. Best stunner to bumper.
0: The 1 18
1: great. What?
0: The 1 to 18 was great. Oh, I, yeah. He was, oh, yeah. That's pretty sick. It's
2: like literally down flat back. For, like, the, oh, but he I like j-
1: Dude, he got like 10 feet in the air. No, he could have. Scott Hall literally could have just leaped over the top rope with that one. Like, yeah, yeah, that was really fucking could. great. <laughs> yeah, but Stunner, dude, it's classic. Kick him in the gut, Stone Cold. Like, dude, I grew up on that goddamn shit. Yeah. It's just like, how many times have you stunnered your friends?
0: Oh, several. I mean, God.
1: Millions I mean, of count, times. Count? I've stunned everybody. Yeah. And it's like. Of yeah. It's just such an iconic move. Even when uh, Stone Cold botched uh, Byron Saxon and kicked him in the nuts and stunned him, it was great. Like, such a good move. Was it a botch or was it intentional? Whether or uh, not. Uh, it's <laughs> <great. laughs>
2: <laughs> it probably fucking it intentional. It probably. It's innovated by the uh, very recently released John Moranitis. Yeah. But
1: That's if something. we're going to give the true credit. Mikey Whipwreck, the Snapper, is truly where the inspiration for the stunner came from. Yep. Got to give credit where it's due there. But yeah, number two coming in for me, the goddamn Stone Cold Stunner. And shout out to KO. He has a pretty good one. Yeah,
0: he does. He does have a good stunner. Uh, it's not a finish, though, which is a problem. He shouldn't do it if it's gonna not going to be the finish. So I'm um, just going to say that. Um, yeah, I, number two for me is uh, the longevity of this move and like the innovator that did it. I mean, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. I don't know if it had been done in Japan before or not. Um, but the fact that he's still going with it and it's still like probably one of the most impactful moves is the F five. I mean, the F five is number two greatest finishing move of all time. I mean, it's like, I mean, and at this point, like we're getting the number two, number number one, number two, number three, there's no wrong answer for any of those. Like, um, but I think to me, like this one's, I mean, it's been 20 years and I feel like it's still just as, it's just as big of a pop now as it was 20 years ago. And there was a time where the stunner had a lull and it wasn't as big of a pop as it once was. Uh, Whereas I feel like the F5 never had a lull, like granted Brock went away and like did UFC or whatever after that. But like, I mean, I mean, it's just, he's been back for longer than he was even in the first time. And it's, um, yeah, I think the F5 has got to be on that pantheon of greatest finishing moves of all time, especially for the guy that does it. I only think that he could really pull it off the way it's pulled off, too, which makes a big difference. Um, so, yeah, F5 for me, number two, greatest move of all time. Jesse, where you at?
2: I already said my number two. We're going to number ones.
1: Yep. It's time for the number one, baby.
2: The numero yeah. uno. Speaking of which, numero uno. He won. Fitty, number one. Ichiban number one. Mr. Jaden Newman won the Scenic City Invitational. He's the crowned Scenic City champion. We had him on our podcast. You can look at it at the archives. Fantastic. Rules. I wish I was there. Couldn't have been. But
3: number one. Y'all going to be weird at me for this one. D.D.T. DDT? Ooh. Absolutely.
2: A la Jake Roberts. I love the idea that that is a finish. And this is why I get so pissed when people use it as a spot. Like, that's a fucking... If you get to the point and you do the psychology right, it's a finish. Yeah. And especially look at Raven. Raven did a great
0: one. Raven did a great one for sure. Between those two, Arn also
2: did a great one. Like, you look at those things, front face, life fall down. It was a yeah. move that was invented accidentally because Jake was fucked up. He's talked about that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sorry, but if I'm looking at a dude, if I'm fighting them, let's just say, hypothetically, we're pretending this is a real fight. I grab his head and fucking drive it into whatever surface we happen to be fighting on. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, It's over. So, I love that move. So, to me, number one, DDT needs to be done right. Wexley, numero uno.
1: Numero uno. I will say, I do, like, uh, I do like the DDT, too. I like all the variations of it. It's a very nice move. But uh, number one for me is also kind of like for you. It's a move that uh, is a finish, but people like to overuse it in the middle of matches. But I still don't give a fuck. And you guys probably know what it is. I do. I'm tuning up. up the goddamn band, and I'm going to go for the full official name, the Sweet Chin Music, Shawn Michaels, HBK, invented by uh gentleman. Uh, Chris Adams. Chris Adams, yeah, who trained mm-hmm. Stone Cold, who Stone Cold later took his wife crazy. But uh, yeah, the superkick, dude, the, the Young Bucks, Shawn Michaels just – Dude, and that's like one of the reasons, like why I like the young bucks and kind of like got hardcore back into wrestling. I was like, dude, it's like a, it's two Shawn Michaels, it's it's the Rockers, it's a, it's a DX, but yeah, super kicks, dude. Like I've been doing super but kicks. But two Sean's. <laughs> Yeah, two Shawn's. I've been doing super kicks in the air or at my friends or at my dog or at everybody ever since I can remember. Like, yeah, just. Slap the leg. Go on our YouTube channel. Mia dressed as a luchador. Super kick Jesus. Perfect. Perfect execution. Go watch it. I mean, perfect execution.
2: Here's why it's not a finisher.
1: And you got to have that leg slap. You got to have that (laughs) leg slap. Without the leg. That's the thing. Without the leg slap, it's just it's just a kick. Like that makes it the super kick. Fucking sweet chin music. I mean, so sick. I mean, they I mean, don't have times. to have the leg slap. I'm just saying that adds the extra theatrics. I yes, have to do. I have to do the leg slap when I. If I'm just kicking without the leg slap, it looks like I'm just doing some weird shit. But if you hear the leg slap, you know I'm doing the fucking super kick.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a great move. Um, it,
1: it's so good. Anybody can do it.
0: Anybody can do it. That's the problem. And I, and I love Sean. I mean, Sean's like, Sean's my guy. Like, and I love, I love Sean's sweet chin music. I think that's arguably one of the greatest like finishes of all time, but not as a move. Like, I think it's like, because it's done by him. Does that make sense? Like sort of,
1: but I like little the little young bucks kick. just as much doing it. I love the super kick party. Like mm. it's not a finish. It's a spot. That's yeah. that's uh, not a finish. The super kick party has finished many opponents. I don't know if you know that, but, uh, yeah, but Daniel's
2: right. It's, a spot. It's not a finish. With Sean. No,
1: I'm it's right. It's the best fucking move in wrestling. I don't
2: <laughs> care. With Sean, it geared up. And here's why. Mm. You got everybody knowing immediately what he was going to do way the fuck before he did it. That's why it's a finish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a finish with Sean for sure. Uh, okay. My number one of all time. Is the Styles Clash, man. I think AJ Styles and the Styles Clash, I think it's one of the most innovative finishes of all time. I think that he's done different variations of it, and I don't think anybody else can pull it off or will pull it off as well as he does. Or... Broken a
1: lot of necks.
0: I mean, he hasn't.
2: Only, only one, and... and fact, that
0: was with that dude's fault, a thousand percent.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then even Jericho was like, dude, we need to use this move. It's going to be fine. And then, yeah. like, ghosted it by Vince... Which I don't know. Maybe Vince paid him five million. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: rest in peace, Yoshi Tatsu's neck.
0: Well, I mean, you know what, dude? Like, watch the guy at Art. I don't know, man.
1: It's it's not. It's really not that difficult to.
0: At that point, you're like already under his legs. Like all you've you ever seen, the one t-
1: Frankie Kazarian didn't tuck it's his not neck. not hard and, to take, and by it the didn't way. break his neck, but it looked like it did. Like that's the thing about that move is it's not hard to take. It's not a hard move it's to take. It's not. It's, it's really a fucking It's very, very, very easy, easy to take. you I understand. It's just that instinct wrestling tuck your neck. Like yes, or it's like, dude, you're
0: like you have your arms are behind his legs. Like the instinct to tuck your head at that point is like your instinct should be a flat back, and it's kind of what you're taking. It's just a front bump. Like the, you, you pan like a flatback, and you're going to be fine.
2: Like you that's, pancake like a DDT. You literally sideways face, spread out, good to go. No big deal. It doesn't it's suck.
0: It's a like, great move. <laughs> it's a great move. I think only AJ could do it. And I feel like people are going to shit on me for this, but I don't care. I love Styles Clash. I think it's a great move.
1: Didn't Michelle um, McCool do it?
0: Poorly, yeah. Yeah,
2: really poorly. Yeah. Watch those again.
1: Crash Holly tried to do it, too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, people have tried hey, it. Like, I like people- the Styles Clash, though. One of the best Styles Clashes was like this, in Ring of Honor, it was like a trios match, the Young Bucks and AJ Styles, and it was like this triple mega kill over super kick Styles Clash with Ricochet to win the match, and that's one of my favorite ones ever. And then, of course, the top rope, the Avalanche, which is fucking brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, those, I, I, mean I feel like, to me, the Styles Clash was something that I saw in person a lot in the beginning and like the asylum days or whatever. And so for me, it was just such an innovative finish and seeing that. he, I remember like, and there was that weird WWE, like when he first came in, like, was he going to use it? He hadn't been using it. He was only using like the forearm. And then we started using it. It was like a big deal again. And I was like, man, this move is just the shit. And I also feel like there are very few people, if anybody else that can really pull that move off. Well, you know what I mean? So to me, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I love AJ. Love that move. I think Sweet Music is great, but didn't even make my list just because like the move itself is so generic now. Like
1: same thing with the DDT. I Again, I'm not saying they should I, be, but uh, I just love it. I could no, I agree. I don't care if it was on Fox News tomorrow, I would still do it. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. I guess
0: that's if fine. I could choose a a
2: lot of for myself, it would be a really well executed DDT. Like, but the only. It's so simple. All yeah. you have to do is make sure that somebody's fucking lined up and it hits yeah. the point where it's like, good, done now. Like, yeah. it's all
0: psychological. It is. It is indeed. And we've all been through our uh, our top five. You can that's take it. them or leave them. Everyone's going to have their opinions about it, and that's fine. Uh, but we're going to move right into the, uh, the last segment of the show here. And we're going to do um, – who am I? And it's going to be different now because there's three of us here, but it's a, we're got, we got the full kayfabe crew. So we, what we're going to do this time, instead of like having a time limit, I'm going to go three facts and then they're going to get three yes or no questions. That's it. No, no, no other details other than yes or no. And then they have three chances to, to win. Okay. And we're all going to go through this. We each have two people. So we're going to, we're going to try to make this work here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the three hints for my guy. Okay. I was active in WWE um, until 2017. I am a two-time Intercontinental Champion. I am a one-time United States Champion. Who am I?
3: Next question am I from one. America? No.
1: Wade Barrett. I, you want, that's, my, that's, that's my first guess. I first just, guess? No.
3: Yeah. Oh, fuck. Am I from... Great, so Rico? No. Am I a heavyweight? Yes. Was I on a reality show? No. Was I a part of a faction?
0: No.
1: Okay, hmm. Ooh, fuck. That's three questions, I think. So I've you already had two. one guess, so shit.
0: You got two guesses left, Lex. Jesse, you got one question left and then three. Did guesses. my
2: did my family exist in the wrestling industry?
1: No. And you said hey, they were active till twenty seventeen? Yes. From what from when to twenty seventeen, did you say? Uh two thousand nine. Two thousand nine to twenty seventeen. Yes. Uh and they're not from not not from America fuck I'll give one more guess uh Yoshitatsu <laughs> no <laughs> I got one more guess after that fuck
0: Jesse guess number 1 here for you
1: man yeah
2: it's uh, a little rough I uh uh one more Batista no
1: no oh, me uh Vladimir Kozlov
0: no, but I was his tag team partner.
1: Oh fuck! Well then,
0: Ezekiel Jackson.
1: No. Oh, I thought that who It was fuck because that's what I thought. No I was a tag team partner, but he's American, so that wouldn't be it. But he was a are- tag team partner. I was a tag team champion
0: with Vladimir Kozlov.
1: We're all out. We're all out of um yeah, guesses we're now.
0: We're done.
3: Uh, we're,
1: we've already we've already set all of our guesses, so you got to give us the answer right? yeah. now. Yeah. You already know we're up. You already know Santino out.
0: Anthony Corelli.
1: Santino Marella. Oh, you sh- there was a Marty. Was, was there a Marty really-
0: That was my- OK. I feel bad now because I felt like that was my easy one.
1: <laughs> God damn it. All
0: right. All right. All right we'll actually are you that. OK, so three facts and then we each get three
1: questions. OK, I am a second generation superstar. Okay. I am mostly known for my tag team work in the WWE. My last appearance was at WrestleMania 26 in a losing effort.
2: You're supposed to ask, who am I?
1: Who am I? I mean, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> Thank you. I said it in the first two two lines. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and make a guess here. Okay. What's your guess? Is it Ted DiBiase Jr.? It is not. Okay. So one down.
3: Am I Samoan? I am not Samoan. Was
0: I a tag team champion?
1: I was not a tag team champion.
0: What years were I active?
1: Uh, from about two thousand eight or nine till about maybe twelve or thirteen.
2: How do you not know? Because
1: that's around the time. I don't. I didn't. That was my what? question. What?
2: That doesn't count as my question. I just like <laughs> that, like you're the person okay. that fucking invented the who am i thing so
0: <laughs> like, who, <laughs> like, I, it's, this is my fault actually
2: <laughs> well i mean i'm not saying the concept i'm saying like you invented the question
3: you gotta know
1: i mean i knew around the time should i give you an estimate that should be good enough okay okay uh
2: do i have other family in the business
1: yes
0: was my family a world champion
1: Mm, don't think so not in america if if they were am i assigned
2: male at birth
1: yes think, is that one more how many how many guesses i think we're uh you've said two and you said one no i mean i yeah. asked all my questions okay yeah. what about your guesses though because i've you, no one said anything right yet so no i'm
0: yet
2: yet yes. I'm,
0: uh, on I'm down i'm down
1: one on one,
2: out of the gate on one
1: my my, la- my last
0: this is my last question okay was i part of a faction no, just
1: a tag team. Am I Domino? Not Domino.
0: Am I Deuce?
1: Not Deuce. Damn it. All right, so uh, Jesse, I, th- I mean, uh, Daniel, I think you've used up all your three guesses, correct? That's... I've used we both two. Have. Two? Okay. Yeah.
0: Am I Chavo?
1: Not Chavo. Okay. Mm. So let's get final guess. Daniel, what is it? Tag team work—that's what's throwing me off.
0: God,
2: I really hope it's not what I think you're gonna say.
1: Is it Road Dog? It is not Road Dog. Damn it! All right, y'all ready for the answer? Yes. It is Jesse, aka Terry Gordy Jr., aka oh, Slam Master J. Oh, so
0: good. That's a good one. That's and honestly, that's the good active years too.
1: His sister's still active in the business right now, so
0: yeah, she's oh, bigger yeah. than. Damn, that's a good one. That's a good
1: one. His old timey
2: right. partner, my good buddy, Mister Doc Yallows, Big Yellow. Shout the fuck out to Talking Shop. Love it. They're great. They're good to us. They're good to me. All
0: right, we're only gonna get one round in here. That, uh, this uh, this this go round. So Jesse, who's your uh, who's your one this, for this this last one here? Oh, I thought I. W- I- yeah, we were gonna do two, but I think we're we're winding down on time here. We want to make sure that we're not keeping it too long for the uh the patrons here of the uh this podcast. So what's up? What's your what's your number? What's your uh who who's your who am I? Give me three facts. Um, I
2: was the first Intercontinental Champion of the WWF. I'm pretty sure I'll leave it there.
1: I mean, Pat Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. There we that's go. A no, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's, I that's did, a good
2: one. I didn't think that I was supposed to actually have one. I thought I was just supposed to fucking guess the way that it was sent to me. So.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Oh, you thought that two, like we, me and him, were gonna do one, and then you weren't gonna. Okay, but we were uh, supposed to do two not. a
2: piece. Honest, I thought there was only gonna be one. I like, I thought that that was it, and
0: that right. like, once it was done. Was done.
1: <laughs> well, good. I already, have, I have my second one ready. So. Well,
0: we're we're working out okay. the kinks here. Do you working have not second King's one
1: through. ready. I'm saying because well, me, we were me and Dangle both chose two wrestlers because that's.
0: All right, Wex, we'll give you the last one then. We'll give you the last one. Who's your – give us uh, give us three facts about this one. We'll open up the fucking Wikipedia page, by the way, too. Oh,
1: no. I, I have it open right now, okay. so if ju- just in case, if have you have any gripes about the length of uh, activity. So uh, I'll go ahead and tell you I am a second-generation superstar. Okay. My dad was a former WWF world champion. And I am a former WWF Hardcore Champion. Who am I? Road Dog. No. Your dad.
3: Is this
2: person assigned female at birth?
1: No, they are male at birth. <laughs> I'm still male,
0: I'm pretty sure. Was my dad a WWF World Champion in the 80s or earlier? Earlier.
3: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do I have
0: any other title reigns outside of the Hardcore title?
3: Yes. Mm. Does my family mostly reside in Florida?
1: No. So one more question apiece for you, and then start making some guesses. I think this is a good one.
2: Does my last name
0: begin with a B?
1: A B? No. All right, Daniel. What's your last question?
0: Do I have any other family in the business besides my dad? No. Okay. My dad was the world champion, but in the seventies,
1: uh, I feel like you all should know this. That that's like a pretty like I already said he had a he had other championship reigns outside of the hardcore title.
2: Look. When I want to buy 19 records, I walk into a record store and I have no fucking idea what records I want to buy. So, uh, <laughs> like it's <laughs> that's just the truth.
0: Um oh shit, man. WWF champion in the 70s? It's not Bru- it's not Bruno's kid cuz he was never the hardcore champion.
3: He
2: was um
0: never a champion at all really.
1: Yeah. All right. Is
0: it Scott Putsky?
1: No. I mean, that's very close, though. Very fucking close, I'll say. A uh, very close good guess.
0: That
1: was the WWF world champion. Mm-hmm. In 1973. So technically, it was the WWWF champion, because that's how old it was. Okay, you left that fucking part out. <laughs> well, you said the 70s. I mean... No, I said the 70s. I mean, that should, that <sighs> You should know it, it changed in the I, 70s.
0: I'm, I'm tapping, bro. I'm tapping out. I'm going
1: to feel stupid any, for that. Any last guesses, Jesse?
0: Buddy
2: Rogers.
1: No. Sean Stasiak. Okay. Oh, Sean A.K.A. Meat. Yeah. God. That's a good the, one. His dad was the world champion in fucking 1973. And for like also a, a couple months, right? He was a
0: transitional champion. champion, wasn't he? Wasn't he, like a, wasn't he the champ for like literally like a couple months? And that was back when people had the title for like years on end.
1: Yeah, I'm maybe something like that. I don't know exactly if his dad's the length of his title reign, but damn, he, he was a world champion. So that's crazy.
0: That's crazy, man. This show is crazy. We're gonna have to get a little. Uh, we're gonna have to get a little more like generic. We're gonna have to like start doing wrestlers that are like not too obscure. Cause yeah, damn, I was trying to
1: go real shit real deep.
0: That was painful. That was painful. You know what? We're working through the bugs here in season five. All right, guys, we're working through the bugs. Who am I? Is gonna be awesome. We're gonna tweak it. We're gonna make it better. We're gonna make a we're going to have to put it on a timer too. We're going to have to put that on a timer too to just make sure that we, we go through uh, questions a little bit faster, but we're going to get it better. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited. You can always find the show at kfabcom on Twitter and Instagram. You can find it at kfabe.com pod on TikTok, kfabe comparisons on Facebook and, uh, YouTube. And yeah, you can always find me, your boy, Mr. Know-it-all Daniel, Don Schaefer at Daniel daybreak, wherever there is social media period. You can find, at Daniel Daybreak all one word and I am there um, Jesse where can people find you man
2: man you can find me at Jesse Baker Nash on both Instagram and the Twitter you can find me at regular old Jesse Baker on Facebook you can also to be honest we got one show we got a big show yeah, we got a big Channel show doesn't want to talk about it
0: we got a big show it's a big show it's a big show so,
2: day, it's kiss me well. big old deal Exit twenty two zero eight Ellison Place Exit in it is the far between Hidden Sixes Born yeah. Empty Reality yep. Something and uh-huh. look what I did celebrating their twenty first anniversary of being a fucking band. Bang. And then right across the street, we have Kids Meal and Friends, which is Gates, Big 40th, Savage. That's it. It's gonna right. be awesome. But live graffiti, all this other stuff, we're bouncing back and forth like It's going to be a fucking banger.
0: It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it.
1: Wex, where can people find you, man? You can always find your boy Wex Breaking the Loss and at Wex Breaking the Loss on all your social medias: your Instagram, your Facebook, your TikTok. Also, get on that KateBabe.com pod TikTok. We're going to be pumping out some more shit. And I just looked it up. Stan Stasiak, Sean's dad, had a nine-day title reign. Yeah, sounds right. Nine days. So, yeah, probably one of the shortest and his son's probably uh, probably not the worst second generation superstar, but probably not one of the best. Look ah! His finisher. Yeah, Meat. Or his dad, Meat. His dad. Remember when he was Meat? Oh yeah, of course. About the dad. I would argue that Meat's his
0: best gimmick. Like, that's oh yeah, it. I, I, yeah. Meat was some good shit. <laughs> good shit, pal. Well, just like Vince McMahon, that's gonna do it for us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace.
3: Peace.